Hey, what's up, you guys? You're listening to the Psychology Channel with Tegwin and Eden. Today we have a mini-sode, uh, probably refreshingly short after our very long Game of Thrones episode. Um, and today we are talking about TV shows and movies that traumatized us. Uh... <laughs> we have a shared TV show that is traumatizing to us. Um, and then we have some movies that were traumatizing to us as children. And maybe even still to this day, because we're little babies. Um, also, <laughs> that, that shit never goes away. About. It doesn't go away. Like when we say traumatized, I'm like I flinch when I <laughs> when I look at these or watch any of these things. But the TV show that I mean, there's a couple TV shows I can think of that maybe scarred me a little bit as a child. But the main one that we both have weird. <laughs> icky feelings about <laughs> I don't know is um Courage the Cowardly Dog Habra 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 Yeah exactly Courage the Cowardly Dog uh, for those of you who don't know it's a cartoon that was on Cartoon Network it premiered in 1996 and ran for four seasons it's uh the one with the little purple pink dog yep and pink his owners M- Muriel and Eustace and Eustace, and the and they live in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's it's technically like its genre is technically children's horror comedy, but like when I watched it as a child, I didn't know that. I didn't know what a genre was. I thought it was just a cartoon, <laughs> and I came out of it with trauma. So we each. Um, I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't mind the show when I was growing up. Me and my brothers loved that show so it was like one of our favorites we almost even named our dog courage really yeah that's crazy yeah i i know that there's a lot of people that really liked it but it terrified me i mean i guess kind of like like watching it back now i don't know how i wasn't afraid because dang this shit's scary yeah so what we did is we each went back and we watched an episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog as adults um, so that we could confirm or deny whether it is still traumatizing. I mean, you just said it, it wasn't traumatizing to you as a kid, but it is scary to you now that you're an adult. Yes, absolutely. I Yeah, it so... spooky. Yeah, it's super unsettling. I, I rewatched an episode and it was just as traumatizing to me as it was when I was a child. <laughs> um, so we're going to just unpack that a little bit (laughs) like why this uh show is so traumatic to the two of us and i'm sure other kids like there's got to be other people out there that oh yeah like if it's like a horror if it's classified as a horror cartoon also cartoon network has like a weird history of weird ass shows such as slapjack billy and mandy yeah 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 okay yeah like other horror shows okay Yeah. yeah i guess well what do you know, like, what age you were when you were, like, watching Courage the Cowardly Dog? Oh, I was quite small because we we didn't have cable for very long. Mm-hmm. We I think we got it when we moved into our house, so I was probably, like, mm-hmm. four. Yeah, yeah. I was also very little. I mean, we had, we had cable longer than you guys did, so I was probably a little bit older, I imagine, but not old enough to understand that it was supposed to be scary. Like I said, I genuinely did not have a concept of like horror 
or anything when yeah. I was watching it. So it was just like very confusing and unsettling to me. And I was like, why do I hate this? Why am I scared? Like, this is a cartoon. Like, what is happening? Do you have any like general thoughts on what makes it so traumatizing before we get into the specific episodes that we watched? Yeah, I think like, well, I don't know. Cartoon Network does a good job of like weird animation styles. And like this one definitely fits into that category of weird animation styles and I would say like just just the themes are really weird like I don't know the part that always freaked me out was Eustace's tongue it's all like Ew, lumpy. Yeah. I don't like that he I mean he doesn't have teeth either which is super yeah. creepy to me as well like ew, I don't like, like yes he's old gum. but still gross yeah, Eustace is, is kind of creepy, which I don't feel that way about Muriel. She's just kind of like a sweet little grandma. She's so wholesome. I love Muriel. Also, Eustace straight up, like, abuses courage. Yeah, no, he high-key does. Uh, yeah, like, I, I watched a couple episodes, and there was multiple times that he, like, just punches or kicks courage. And I was like, what is happening? So yeah. sad. Yeah, I think that the... um what you said about like the weird animation style really rings true because I mean, Cartoon Network in general. Yeah. Like they, a lot of their shows um, had unique animation styles, but Courage the Cowardly Dog does the like mixed media like style. Like there's claymation, there's like 2d animation, there's 3d animation and they use it in like a super unsettling way. Yeah. And also in the episode that I just watched, they had like, a real person but it was like cartoonified i don't know it's hard to explain the yeah like photoshopped is basically eh, don't watch that episode spooky not a fan okay why don't we just jump into the episodes that we each watch then and okay go ahead and tell us about the house of discontent and see if it rings bells for any listeners so the house of discontent so well the thing with courage the cowardly dog is each episode has like two mini episodes in it so the first episode in this one is called The House of Discontent, and it's about this, like, you just hear, I think Muriel's just chilling in the kitchen doing her thing, and then all of a sudden you hear, get out, in this super, like, ominous, spooky voice, and it's just like, uh, it's a As an adult, sh- I can appreciate the humor a little bit more, I think. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It reminds me, there was definitely moments in certain episodes that I was like oh that's kind of funny like that is like Amityville I guess like it's kind of funny but as a kid that kind of stuff went completely over my head yeah no it, I I was I was sitting here like I don't like this this is creepy <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah then they find this like giant head in their basement after being like attacked and all this stuff in their house like <laughs> Muriel gets like attacked by all the food in the kitchen and then Eustace like floods the or the bathroom floods and then they all wind up downstairs in the basement and this giant floating head is like i am the spirit of the moon the harvest moon and like just uh some dumb dumb stuff that the head is really scary we'll post pictures of the stuff that we're talking about on our instagram so you can see it if you don't know what we're talking about, because there is some really um, unsettling imagery like throughout the uh, entire like episodes that I watched. It's it's, it's not just it's not great. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's just unsettling. Like that's the best way I can think to, to put it. And, you know, as a child unsettling, like is scary. Like they're the same yeah. emotion. Oh, sure. um, yeah. I saw that the head, the floating head, it kind of looks like um, Palpatine. It does. Like the bottom, the bottom half of the face looks like Palpatine. But the creepiest part to me is the like, just black yeah, eyes. Of eyes. Yeah. Like just no eyes. And that, like, oh, like that's, I didn't, as a kid, I have one specific memory and I was not able to find the episode that it came from. Like, God knows what episode it was that it came from. But like, I have one specific memory of like Muriel's chair, like turning around and she's like actually a skeleton and she's dead and courage is like, oh, I remember that one. Yeah. So I was not able to like find that episode. I was, you know, sans watching every single episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog, which yeah. I was not about to do because that shit is spook spook. Creepy. I, that specifically is what sticks out in my mind as a child. Like, I remember seeing that as a kid one night. And after I saw that, every time I heard the, we interrupt this program, like, I would immediately be like, change the channel, change the channel, change the channel. Get me out of here, mom. Yeah. Like, I gotta go, I gotta go. Like, I cannot watch this. But yeah, so I didn't, I wasn't able to rewatch or find what episode that was. Um, but I watched the Freaky Freddy episode. Uh. He just looks and scary. He looks terrifying. He looks like a creepypasta. Like, uh, like I can attest that it's still just as traumatizing. Like as an adult woman, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is utterly terrifying. Like, why am I watching this? I don't want to be watching this right now. And it's a children's cartoon. Yeah. Ew. What? But yeah, in the, um, in the Freaky Freddy episode, again, we will post pictures of the characters that we're talking about. But um, Freddie is Aunt Muriel's nephew who is quote unquote coming to visit the farm. And um, he's super creepy looking like he has a really wide grin and his teeth are like super weird and like not normal. And he has like this creepy hair. Um, he looks like a serial killer, basically. <laughs> In my opinion, you know, like if you saw a semblance of anyone that looked like that in real life, I would be he terrified. Looks, he looks a little bit like a demonic version of like, hey, Arnold. Yeah, definitely demonic vibes, like complete demonio vibes. Like, yeah. no, thank you. But so he comes to visit the farm and he and Courage get locked in the bathroom together. Oh, no. And he shaves all of Courage's fur off except for his tail and then courage sees that he's wearing a bracelet from like a mental hospital that basically says like if this person is found like call this number oh my so god courage calls the number and these people from a mental hospital come and bust down the bathroom door and literally put him in a straight jacket and put him in the back of a van and take him back to the mental hospital. What? Because I it's guess... It's a children's show! I know! It's so scary. And what I was going to say before was the scariest part about it is that the episode is completely narrated by the character Freaky Freddy. And it's like this really creepy poem. I played some of it for Tegwin earlier. Yeah, uh, 10 out of 10 would not recommend 
Yeah, it's it's this really scary poem. I guess we'll post that on our social media as well so people can listen to it if if they want to. Um, but it's really creepy. There's like creepy like la 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 oh. like music playing in the background and he has this wide smile and he just the whole poem rhymes and it's that is how the story of the episode is told. Like it's all through his narration. And like, it literally starts out with him being like, hello, new friend. Like my name is Freddie. Like you're in my head. It's so freaking terrifying. (laughs) It's so terrifying. Yeah. And it's like, he always taught, like he ends all of his like poem verses saying like that he's being naughty, I guess. I don't know. It's super yeah I don't know it to me it definitely still holds up as a traumatic show like I was I'm just as traumatized today as I was as a child actually not just as traumatized but you know it's it's still very sends a shiver up my spine yeah that's fair because I I didn't feel that as a kid but now now I get it it that show scary <laughs> Yeah. And like I said, there's definitely some other shows like that, that like you watch as a kid and then you rewatch as an adult and you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) What was I watching? Yeah. What was I watching and why was I allowed to watch this? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, that's definitely a show that traumatized me as a child and I guess traumatized you as an adult. (laughs) Yep. Moving on to, uh, to movies, to movies. Yeah. You go ahead and start. So we each have two movies that, that spooked us so my first one i'm gonna say was uh princess mononoke which is like one of the studio ghibli movies and i just remember like i don't remember much about it there's these like black east things made out of worms yeah they're like it's like demon worms yeah spirits yeah (laughs) super creepy i remember literally having that nightmare that those existed for like a month after I saw that movie. So that was like super scary. But like I would definitely go back and watch that movie again. Because Studio Ghibli has good movies. Mm-hmm. And I was probably just a little too young for that one. When I saw it. Yeah. But the other movie that traumatized me as a child. Was E.T. As in extraterrestrial. As in E.T. phone home. As in Drew Barrymore's movie debut. <laughs> Uh, directed by acclaimed directors yeah spielberg Spielberg. (laughs) that movie that that movie haunts me to this day et himself the freaking character haunts me (laughs) to this day like i cannot look at a picture of et and not want to like i i don't want to say i don't want to i don't know no i wouldn't be violent towards him i would just run the other way like genuinely scares the living daylights out of me like most of my fears are pretty rational but that one is just top tier irrational fear like I don't know why but (laughs) I yeah I I knew about your fear of E.T. I didn't know about your fear of of Mononoke though because E.T. like has haunted your dreams for years literally like i've had lucid dreams where i've more than one not just one (laughs) lucid dream i have had dreams multiple lucid dreams of et in my home in my bedroom (laughs) i have been awake 
for these dreams because they're lucid dreams. So I like you had like sleep paralysis of like ET is your sleep paralysis demon that you see in the corner it at night. Is. Ew. <laughs> like to be fair, I haven't so seen sorry. him in a long time. Like probably in like fifteen years. Okay, maybe, maybe knock like, on knock on wood. Thirteen. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I mean I remember he was under the table in my room, and I remember leaping out of bed and running down to my parents' room. I, I don't know. I'm laughing, but I'm sorry. That is really traumatizing. I, I do kind of share your your trauma sentiment with E.T. because I feel like E.T. traumatized me a tiny bit as a kid, too, but totally not for the same reasons at all. Like There's I the wasn't part where they send him back to space. Yes, it's the part where they send him yeah. back to space. Like, that I wasn't scared of E.T. Yeah, it's scary, and it's, like, also really sad. Yeah. And, like, as a kid, I was just like, this is sad. Like, why are they taking him? What the hell is happening? Like, it's supposed to be a happy movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I remember that I, like, didn't watch E.T. for a really long time. But as an adult, I can also acknowledge that he's really creepy looking yeah i like i promise i will never ever ever watch that movie ever again you'd have to pay me like a million dollars and even then i may not watch it like would you be genuinely upset if someone sent you a picture of et i would be pretty upset i would probably laugh because that's just who i am but i would be pretty upset (laughs) (laughs) okay if you want to end a friendship with Tegwin. Just send me a picture of E.T. and then it's <laughs> over. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a way to break up with somebody. The, and the thing is people like make fun because it's like it's like a wholesome movie and like it's a yeah. good it's a good story and it's like it mm-hmm. teaches valuable lessons and also it's Steven Spielberg. But yeah. I don't know. I hate that movie. Ten <laughs> out of ten, zero wait no ten out of ten, zero out of ten. That's what I meant. <laughs> 10 out of 10, 0 out of 10, guys. That's our official rating for E.T. That is absolutely my official rating. How old were you when you first saw it? Like, were you pretty young? I was probably like five or six. I remember sitting, watching it at my grandpa's house in Scotland, and I wanted to die. In your grandpa's haunted house in Scotland? No, no, no. Different, different. Okay. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So the first movie that utterly scarred me as a child um my father shout out dad thank you for showing me this movie but yeah no my dad showed me the patriot i don't remember how old i was it was in the range of second grade to fourth grade like and this movie is rated r and my parents were always pretty um i wasn't like completely sheltered but they definitely like monitored what we were watching like we could not just watch whatever we wanted as kids um so i think it was the first like rated r movie that i ever saw and my dad my dad showed it to me because at the time I was super into history and he was like, oh, you know, this is a history movie like about American history. Like Eden will probably like this. And he says that he genuinely forgot like how violent it was, <laughs> which I don't know how it's a Mel Gibson. Like, That's true. For, Mel yeah. is renowned for his. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I don't know if anyone else has seen this movie, but it is pretty violent. I, to be fair, have not watched it since I watched it in second, fourth grade. Um, But all I remember is that I think that, like, a whole platoon gets killed by literally a single bayonet blade. 
and then like somebody's head gets literally shot off by a cannonball. Oh my god. That's the point. I didn't even finish watching the movie. Like that's the point where my dad was like he said he looked over at me and I was just like super pale, like sitting there like, uh (laughs) and he turned it off uh, because I couldn't handle it. My little fourth grade heart could not handle it. Well, because it's also super emotional too because it's like a war movie so like someone's son dies I don't even remember the plot all I remember is that one of my history teachers in high school wanted to show it in our class and we had to get a permission slip signed because it's rated R and I very conveniently lost that permission slip and did not rewatch that movie because I was not ready to relive that trauma and I'm still not ready because I still haven't seen it also Mel Gibson can suck a giant dick so fuck you mel gibson anyway the other movie that traumatized me as a child that i also haven't seen since is bambi i made it uh i made it maybe 10 minutes (laughs) into that movie wait you didn't even see the part where bambi's mom dies well no whenever that part is whenever that part happens that's where i made it to and i was really young i was at my cousin's house I was really young and I specifically remember this moment because I was sitting there watching Bambi. Of course, again, it's a Disney cartoon. I didn't think anything bad was going to happen. And then Bambi's mom got shot and I proceeded to immediately pee myself. Oh, no. That is so sad. (laughs) immediately peed myself and then my, my cousin had to give me one of her like nightgowns which I still have to this day so damn the memes I know and I still I still haven't rewatched Bambi because I'm like what if I just have a pee physiological myself. response yeah and pee myself again is this like Pavlov's dogs like yeah conditioned response I mean I recently watched Bambi again you're not missing out it's like it's it's cute. The animation's cute, but that's about it. The story's like his mom dies. The end. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's also one of those Disney cartoons from the era in which they just talked like this, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I don't There's no content right now. It's just like they they made the movie because they are finally able to make movies now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. That era of cartoons where it's like, whoa, moving picture animation. (laughs) That's all we got to say on our trauma. That's all we got to say on our traumas. We thought it would just be a fun little mini sode for you guys to get to know us a little bit better, to get to know our traumas a little bit better. (laughs) Um, Maybe maybe we'll explain why certain things are the way they are between Mm -hmm. us and among us probably yeah. not because like <laughs> those have very little influence over my life i don't know i think that <laughs> et e. can fucking die oh yeah yeah et et and mel gibson will see each other in hell yep <laughs> but um but yeah I, that's it we just wanted to do a fun little mini-sode um like tegman said so you guys can get to know us and what our traumas are <laughs> and also I mean, we can get to know people who are listening, too. Yeah, share your most traumatic movie. And it can be from when you're a kid. It can be from when you're an adult. TV show, also movie or TV show. There we go. Yes. 
yes, things still still traumatize me to this day because, like I said, I'm a little baby. So Same things still traumatize here. me to this day. So, yeah, hit us up. Maybe we'll do something on Twitter and ask people what. Yeah, when this episode airs. Yeah, true. Oh, if you have any funny stories like us about seeing et as your sleep paralysis demon or peeing yourself because of bambi yeah tell us and we can talk about it in our next mini-sode because we will be doing more mini-sodes they're not always going to be long episodes that's all we have to say and that's all follow folks. us follow us on the instagram on the and socials twitter at uh-huh, Psych at channel pod mm-hmm yeah, peek around your corners, watch out for Freaky Freddy, watch out for E.T., punch Mel Gibson in the face if you see him. Um, bye, everybody.